0: That's so brave, If you don't listen to this podcast, you know what happens? You get it. Okay. I feel good about that. <laughs> That's So Braven is brought to you by Tardis Collector Corner and Grand Rapids Comic Con. We will be at StarCast in Chicago, Labor Day weekend. All five days, we will be podcasting live Friday from StarCast. What is going on everyone? It is Benjamin Raven, you are listening to That's So Braven, and I am coming to you about 40 minutes after SummerSlam ended from Brooklyn, and for the most part i'd like to say that it was a very solid show um obviously there are some storyline problems i have but i mean the talent did what they did with what they were given and the time that they were given because i think you can point at several matches on that card that were like okay that was fantastic good job on that seth rollins Dolph ziggler i thought it was fantastic Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak on the kickoff show was fantastic. Uh, a result many didn't really expect was Cedric winning, but other than that, yeah. Uh, the women's triple threat for the SmackDown women's title was fantastic. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles was fantastic. Miz and Daniel Bryan was fantastic. I enjoyed Nakamura and Jeff Hardy for what it was. We had great moments, and... Um, Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of solid matches, and obviously we'll get into all that. I want to go through it match by match, since it's so fresh. Oof, I am tired. That's a lot of wrestling to watch tonight, though, you know? Oh my goodness. Uh, After NXT TakeOver last night, too? It's going to be a month full of wrestling, because in a couple of weeks, Drew, myself, and John will be at StarCast in Chicago. A part of All In Weekend will be podcasting live Friday from StarCast, but we'll be there all five days, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Can't wait to see everybody at the Buffalo Wild Wings meetup. Uh, Bring your StarCast ticket stub into Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings, Hoffman and State, and get 15% off your purchase. We'll definitely be doing that if we're allowed to do that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting there and having a great time, and obviously the all-in show. But yeah, right now it's like, woof. It's like eleven forty-five Eastern Standard Time after Summerslam, and I'm I'm dragging a little bit. That was a long show. That's a long show, and I ate like twenty-five dollars worth of Indian food during it, so bear with me. Oh, but let's start things off from the bottom, from the bottom, from the start because I did watch the entire show because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, Cien Elmas and Zelina Vega's versus Rusev and Lana in a mixed tag match. Uh, seven minutes felt a lot quicker than that. Nothing memorable in that match happened. Vega wins with a dirty roll-up. Listeners of this show and newbies, if there's any of you out there, I'm a huge fan of Almas. I'm a huge fan of Rusev. Especially after that title match he had with AJ Styles and Almas last year in NXT. These guys deserve better. And not saying that a mixed tag match can't be something cool, but it was just a seven-minute rushed match that had a commercial placed during it. Just brutal. I mean, there was nothing. There was no chance for anybody to get over in that match. Seriously, within like a minute of that match, they had a commercial for the main event between Roman and Brock, and I just think that's absolutely terrible. There was a commercial during every single match on the pre-show. And that's just ridiculous, because those guys don't get enough time. It's like, come on, try and get these guys over. Try and, I mean, give these cruiserweight guys a little better rub than they're getting on the kickoff show, getting 10 minutes in the kickoff show with a commercial, I mean, those guys are delivering main event after main event after main event on Tuesday nights, in front of terrible crowds, when you could put them at full sale, and have a crowd that cares about them, knows their characters, and would be a hell of a crowd and make the product stand out even more. You're forcing these guys to go on freaking after Smackdown, it's just ridiculous. The 205 guys, I mean, it's 205 Live. Those guys have performed their asses off. The main events on that show, week in, week out, are fantastic. And Cedric Alexander and Drew, had a, Drew Gulak had another good match. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but uh, it was a solid match. I did not see Cedric winning. I loved both of their ring gear. What a, It was a very fun match. Very fun match. Uh, Seti won 10 minute, 15 seconds, I'm seeing. B-team, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, did the defending champions. They defended their belts against the top guys. The Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Uh, This match did not get much time either. Six minutes, 15 seconds. um, We're pushing the B-team pretty hard. I hope to see The Revival continue to get chances because they are just a pure tag team. And they just... I I, I don't know. they're, They're big match guys, I feel like. And I feel like if you put them in there with the right guys, with the right story told, they could do something special. And I... There's more with them. There's more with them. Go back and watch some of their stuff on NXT. DIY and American Alpha, they tore the house down. These guys were great. Also, shout out to Coach. The Revival talking a lot of trash tonight. That's not usually their MO. Thanks for keeping up on the product, Coach. (laughs) Oh, goodness. At least Renee... I thought Renee did a fantastic job, as I said, on Monday's episode. And she knows the product, and it shows, and Coach just shows up and talks and... Literally says the revival, don't talk trash. Like, come on now. The main show opened with Seth Rollins, with Dean Ambrose in his corner against Dolph Ziggler, with Drew McIntyre in the corner for Ziggler's Intercontinental Championship match. We got 22 minutes of wrestling gold in this one. I mean, Seth and Dolph go together like any awesome thing that <laughs> that go together. I mean, seriously, those guys are so smooth in the ring. They're a blast to watch, and... As Drew said, uh, I've got some notes from Drew on the shows tonight too, but um, I, we, I could watch those guys wrestle forever. We were in the crowd the night that Dolph won the title from Seth, and Seth won it back here at SummerSlam in 22 minutes, show opener. Tough to beat that. That was a fantastic match. Um, Seth with the r- inverted reverse suplex off the top turnbuckle, rolls through it with like a dragon Sleeper into another sit-out reverse inverted suplex. Just It should have been the end of the match. It was the coolest thing that happened. They both hit big spots. They both... Just fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Thanos stomp. <laughs> uh, Dolph and Seth. I could watch that for a while. I hope Seth and Dean and Dolph and Drew do some stuff together. I'm a little surprised. I feel like we're getting... I was waiting for Dean to attack Seth with Seth's back to him for so long, it's just I feel like they teased that a little bit and that was smart because I could still see Dean turning on Seth and that would be nice. That would be a new layer to that and yeah, I I think we move on from the shield thing for a little bit. These guys are single superstars and let's use them that way, you know? We've done the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing a couple of times and unfortunately some shit just interrupted it. Bad timing, stuff like that. You know, you can't help that sometimes. But moving on, uh, we've got our first SmackDown broken finish of the night, the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, Oh, I just want to make sure I clarified, Seth won that match, it was absolutely fantastic. Two-time Intercontinental Champion now. I expect to see more out of that, but then uh, New Day taking on the Bludgeon Brothers for the tag team titles, uh, it was whatever. I wasn't into this match, admittedly, and that's disappointing because I love Luke Harper, and I love the New Day, and nothing against Eric Rowan at all, but Luke Harper's, uh, I'm a big Luke Harper fan, let's just say that, and this one ended in DQ with the Bludgeon Brothers attacked them with their mallets, so there you go. The next one, this was another string of disappointing matches after that banger of an opener. Braun Strowman against KO for Strowman's Money in the Bank contract. KO takes another brutal spot. Choke slam on the steel ramp. KO pins him. I mean, uh, Braun pins KO in a minute 50. Squash. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, just spot after spot for... um, KO, the spot off the ladder a couple of months ago I forget what what the hell was that... Oh shoot, I'm sorry, that's... The spot that KO took off the ladder through the tables... Oh jeez... What show was that? It wasn't that long ago, it wasn't Extreme Rules. He took the disgusting spot off the top of the cage at Extreme Rules through the announce table, and that was like a next level spot. And then the spot that he took at um, Money in the Bank, excuse me, yeah, off the top of the huge ladder through the table, oh my goodness, I mean, he has just been taking some crazy spots, and Drew and I were talking about that, and just like, does he have like a deal in place, is he getting some time off for some entry or something here, because he has been hitting it hard lately, and getting hit hard lately, and you know, I mean, he put Braun over like crazy. And Drew and I both agreed, like, what a letdown between Braun and KO. What a waste. I thought there was something there. That could have been a cool match. I mean, you can still make Braun win, but that was something that brought me to the table. Pretty excited, and minute 50 squash for Braun. I didn't really see what that did for either of them. I don't know. I, KO is too, too good to get squashed by anybody. That's just my feeling. I hope that's not too old school, but I think that guy's, that dude is too good. Mm, The next one. Also, I want to make a point, because the next match is Charlotte, Carmella, and Becky, the triple threat for the SmackDown women's title. Fantastic match, but Iconics, Asuka, not on this card. Sasha, Bailey, once again, not on pay-per-view. I know SummerSlam is typically both brands, but this is just a perfect example of why we need solo-branded pay-per-views. We need more women's matches. It's not cool that we're just having the Either a mixed tag on the kickoff show or just the title matches. Asuka needs to be on SummerSlam. What the hell is going on with that? Are you kidding me? Uh, Sasha and Bailey, the Iconics. It's just unbelievable what's going on with the women's division. I I just don't understand it at all how there's only the title matches on a pay-per-view. Just come on. Come on. Make sacrifices if you're going to push it as an evolution. This is the way it's been for years. What's different about this? You've got a top-to-bottom stacked women's roster. Use it. Tell stories with them. Because this triple threat match was fantastic. You've got a heel in Carmella. She knows how to tell a story. She knows to get over as a heel. She knows how to get heat. you got Charlotte Flair, who's potentially the greatest women's performer of all time. I mean, she is just money. And Becky Lynch, who is over like Grover right now, as Bruce Pritchard would like to say but uh, yeah, there were a couple sloppy spots in this one but I, I don't have enough beef with that to say anything really negative about this one Charlotte winning was pretty surprising to me I kind of was on the train of thought that if Becky wasn't winning then Carmella was retaining but Charlotte won, uh, pinned Becky so we'll see what happens here yeah, we will see what happens here, I wasn't seeing that it was about 15 minutes really really solid match just solid stuff you know triple threats are always a crapshoot i feel like but they did a great job they did a great job telling a story carmella trying to trick becky into thinking charlotte slapped her in the back of the head just little stuff like that and i was just a fan i like the characters in that match and becky turning on charlotte after the match got a huge reaction from the crowd so at least this match resulted in charlotte and heal Becky, who just beat the hell out of Charlotte and now is a huge face for it. (laughs) But no, Becky's over, and even as Katie Nolan tweeted, she fucks with Becky Lynch, but um, oh, what did Drew say about this? Let's see what he says about this. Becky's so good, he can get into a Becky Charlotte main event at Evolution. I would agree with that. Yeah, what is next for Mella? A feud with Sonya? Sonya face turn? I don't know. I feel like Mella and Asuka got a little unfinished business. You can have Asuka go over Mella now without Mella having the title. I think that would be cool. Mella needs to get, I mean, Asuka needs to, come on, you're wasting her. I mean, maybe she's not the chosen one anymore, but I think you still have a main event player in her. And it's unacceptable that Sasha and Bailey aren't on pay-per-views. I mean, at least get them on the kickoff show. This is ridiculous. I'm just really confused by that. Up next, we've got our next broken SmackDown <laughs> championship match finish, but the match was an absolute banger. Samoa Joe against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. It was on before 9 o'clock, which is disappointing just because it's like, I'm a fan of the main event, you know, that idea, going on late. But whatever, it was. A, who cares? I'm thinking too much about it. They got 22 minutes, more than 22 minutes, and they tore the house down. This was a fantastic match. They hit all their spots, they pulled out all the stops, false finish after false finish, um, whatever on the family insulting storyline, that's whatever to me, I don't get that, I mean, whatever, whatever, they don't need that, but whatever, we're getting Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, and they're delivering matches like that, and Samoa Joe wins by disqualification when AJ hits him with a chair and loses his mind after Joe does a heel promo mid-match, yelling at AJ's family, basically saying he's their daddy now, so that's fucked up, but, um, a nice setup for Hell in a Cell because I mean that that makes this feud even more intense. So, yeah, I mean I know I'm I'm not a fan of the DQ finish either. Obviously, obviously, I would have liked to see either of the guys win, either of those guys win cleanly. I've seen that AJ Styles is when winning a couple clean on house shows. I have been being an extra nerd and checking out house show results, but I don't know. I kind of get it. I kind of get it, and I'm, it's just one of those matches. I gotta. You gotta train yourself to not worry about the ending and just look at the action for those twenty, those other twenty-two minutes and forty-two seconds, and not the twenty-two forty-five. I understand the ending's a big part of it, but that match was absolutely fantastic, and they tore the house down with big spots, false finishes, just back and forth clean wrestling, and telling a story. I mean, you, you, even if you don't know the history about between these guys, you felt the history that. you felt the history between these guys tonight. So whatever, you know. But obviously, you're gonna get more. Helena is coming up. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and in Helena in Cell. Thank you. Come on. Just think. Just think about that. Oh, Miz and Daniel Bryan. Another match that needed time and got it. They got more than 23 minutes. It's the longest match of the night. The Miz beats Daniel Bryan. A story 10 years in the making. What a phenomenal match. Oh my goodness. What a story told you here. And I saw somebody tweeting at us like, "What are you talking about? Kick, kick, kick. Suplex." pin, punch, what, What? did you not see the story told in that match, just back and forth, great wrestling, submission, reversals, just storytelling, that was a beautifully told story in the ring between two guys that fit together really well, Um, also, oh shit, did I mention some Joe T's in the muscle buster, because I think that's cool and important, so there you go, but Miz and Daniel Bryan, uh, screw that, I loved that match, that was a beautiful story told, Slow, calculated at time, intense, and hard hitting at others. Miz's chest was showing. Brian took some big shots. I mean, they were giving it to each other. They beat they beat each other up, and they told a great wrestling story. So, hats off to Miz and Brian. I love the finish of Maurice Maurice sneaking the brass knuckles to Miz, Miz clocking Daniel, sneaking the knuckles back to Maurice, and going in for the pin. Just that famous line of Daniel Bryan saying he wants to punch Miz in the face and the fact that the Miz won with a punch. A simple punch. Awesome. The tenth total match of the night, Finn Balor comes out as the demon to defeat Baron Corbin, Constable, Constable Corbin, in, minute, in a minute and thirty-five. So, I don't know, maybe they just wanted to hype up Finn, give him that sprinkle a little demon sauce on him whatever. I was really surprised by that. Nice to see him get a nice win like that. His paint was incredible. A minute 35 match, so whatever. You'd obviously like to see him doing a little more because he's a great in-ring performer, but, you know, beautiful performance with his body paint and his entrance, so there you go, and it got the crowd into it, and it was cool to see. Next up was Nakamura and crazy old man Jeff Hardy, My goodness, what a physical, fun little match this was. Uh, Teasing each other, doing each other's poses and stuff like that and Hardy just almost killing himself with a swanton where he brutally lands on the apron, sets up a Nakamura win to retain the United States title. 11 minutes. Excuse me. Was a big fan of that match. Oh my goodness, I was a big fan of that match. I saw people not liking that match either and I get it, but I don't know. I like where Shinsuke's at right now. I think he's getting back over. And he's delivering some solid performances. And he's got a championship. And he just defended it at SummerSlam. You know, this time last year he was losing to Jinder Mahal clean at SummerSlam. Clean-ish. Clean adjacent. Next up was Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's title. Ronda won in a squash in four minutes. I kind of thought we'd see a little more action here, but, um, yeah. Absolutely, um... <sighs> <laughs> Drew, what does Ronda Swan Lake make up? Natty's gear is making my heart burst. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to slow down. We're at Ronda and Bliss right now, but I'm going to I'm gonna get Drew. <laughs> I need to get some Drew notes in here. Dirty finish rematch at Hell in a Cell, SmackDown Baby. The ass lock is great because it looks like it hurts like all hell. Miz is so good at facial expressions. Slap so to stop pretending a DDT will win. <laughs> the DDT used to be a lights out move, and then it became like a transitional move in like the mid 90s. Crazy. Oh goodness. Oh yeah, back to AJ and Joe. Daddy, you're bleeding with tears, oh my God. Uh, yeah, seriously, this while I'm glad you really liked that match too, and you can tell I'm drinking as my nights get shorter. <laughs> Mad chemistry between Miz and Daniel. Dirty finish, rematch at Hell in a Cell. Oh, I already said that. Fuck you for making me care about this match with the demon. Fuck you so hard. <laughs> Forgot that the US title was on this card. Oh, God. Yeah. There you go. Squash. After announcing Alexa gets Trish in Evolution, they made her look pathetic. And Ronda's awesome, but you didn't need to bury Blish. Kind of like that. And in <laughs> the Bellas. Cool sarcasm on lock that's it from drew and i'm gonna go into that yeah ronda won in a squash squash mass over squash match over bliss and mm, notorious coach fuck up night again he literally says on the broadcast he comments on ronda clearly calling her spots in the ring are you ready she said it multiple times she called her spots so loud tonight so watch that for boccia Mania you talk too much so uh, this coach what are you doing like are, do you did you forget where you are now like the, unbelievable but eh, whatever Ronda's the champ is cool moment the Bellas in the ring is absolutely terrifying because if they do Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey in the main event at Evolution they like Sean Rias of uh, Fightful said tone deaf that would be tone deaf I I'd, I'd sign me up for the horse woman horse woman thing if you're going to do Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey are you kidding me stop promoting your e-network usa network shows they're doing well enough on their own don't keep promoting them but don't don't the evolution main event shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that but summer's ugh, whatever we all figured ronda was gonna win now ronda's the champion so there you go i'm sure bliss will get a rematch who knows if that'll be in a cage or not that would be interesting interesting to see but here we go main event Match 13, including the kickoff show. Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Brock has been the champion since beating Bill Goldberg a year and a half ago. Uh, this is Brock and Roman 6 if you count the multi-man title matches. So he's over over 5 coming into this one for chances against Brock since he beat Goldberg for the title. Um, added layer after both guys come out. Braun comes out says he's going to cash in on the winner. So that's a cool twist. Um, I was really into that. Would have been into him being in the triple threat. I think uh, him winning the title that way makes him look really strong. Utilizes the money money in the bank smartly. And as a way to get a guy over and not just like to cheaply slap a title and a record book stat on him, you know. Like if he would have joined that match from the start. Or if he would have legit faced Roman after Roman beat Brock in 6 minutes and 10 seconds to become the universal champion in another match. It would have been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, Roman and Brock, back and forth. The typical shtick of Superman punches spears. German suplexes. But Roman hits a beautiful suicide dive outside of the ring. But he hits Braun with it. And then Brock comes out and hits Braun with an F5. And hits him with the briefcase a million times. And throws the briefcase all the way up the ramp. To the point where it hits, it hits a screen, I'm pretty sure. It looked like it made one of the blo- blocks on the screen all the way at the top of the ramp go out. But he threw it a mile. And... Then he goes in the ring with the chair, and Roman spears him and gets the pin. <laughs> and Braun doesn't cash in, so we got teased with that. So that was a little disappointing, but, uh, you know, it was a solid enough match. Roman, Roman, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just kind of glad it's over. I hope we move on. I hope we don't get a rematch. I mean, I could see us totally getting a Hell in a Cell rematch between these two guys, but I'd like to see Braun get involved on that because they both beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm really disappointed Braun didn't cash in. Uh, I, I was into that. I was into that. I'm ready for Braun to be champion. I feel like you gotta try that out. Raw's kinda lacking behind SmackDown right now. I mean, I don't care that SmackDown's main event is going on at 8.30 or not. The quality matches are coming from SmackDown. Through and through. Through and through. But um, let's take a quick break here uh we're sponsored by awesome awesome folks at tardy's collector corner find them on facebook find them on twitter Um uh, gavin Deer. fantastic they were at michigan comic con this past weekend it was great to see them and they had their like whole store there. quick note on michigan comic con that was really cool john stacy and i went out there on saturday all day it was a really comic book central show we sat in on the ray park panel that was fantastic uh It's a really organized show, and it was packed at the Kobo. Great guest list year one. It was cool to see a Comic Book Central show. That makes it stand out. It's really cool stuff. Tardis Collector Corner, 2009 Eastern Avenue in Grand Rapids. Check them out. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Twitter. Get in there on Wednesdays when we do our uh, live video. Picks of the week at 6 o'clock every Wednesday. John's the man for that. Uh, We're also sponsored by Grand Rapids Comic Con. <clears throat> go to grcomiccon.com. The show is November 9th through the 11th this year at the DeVos Plays in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The guest list is out there. Got another solid guest list. It's going to be fun. It's always fun. DeVos Hall. We'll be there again. We're celebrity moderating. Got to see Mark Hodges, That honcho of Grand Rapids Comic Con at Michigan Comic Con. Always great to see Mark. We're going to get him on the show here soon to talk about Grand Rapids and hype everything up. And, We've got a cool guest list. We're excited to be a part of it again and just see what everything's got to offer and hope that we can add to the fun again. So look for us there and uh, yeah, thecourtofnerds.com. Check us out. Uh, we've got our Amazon link. If you shop on Amazon, just go to our website. Use our Amazon link and go as you will. It doesn't add any price to you or anything like that. It just helps us out a little uh, that we referred you to Amazon. We also have a coffee link if you just want to Help us keep doing what we're doing here to pay the bills, keep the lights on. We will also be at StarCast in a couple of weeks. Labor Day weekend in Chicago. We cannot wait. StarCast. Two R's. Find them on Twitter. StarCast18. Two R's. We have a talk with Conrad Thompson in the archives from about a week and a half ago. What an absolutely jam-packed list. It keeps on happening. It's on Fight TV. You can order it on Fight TV. You can order the all-in show. This uh, zero-hour kickoff all-in show is on WGN America. This thing is blowing up. It's the biggest wrestling, independent wrestling weekend of all time. I'll say it right there. What a fantastic weekend. But let's get into NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. I accidentally tuned in at 8 o'clock, a little after 8 o'clock, literally as the referee was counting three for Ricochet to beat Adam Cole for the NXT North American Championships, so that was a super bummer but uh, let's go through an undisputed era defending the tag team titles against Mustache, Mount, Mustache Mountain just saw Mustache Mountain a week ago Progress Detroit literally 7 days ago and they tore it down they're absolutely fantastic as Matthew of Botchamania said Tyler Bate has not had a bad match he has not had a bad match he is absolutely unbelievable Tyler Bate is unbelievable so is, so is Trent 7 so um, absolutely Trent 7 too Like, seriously. The crowd was there for that match. Drew's right on that. Mustache Mountain, So-and-Sync. It's beautiful. Uh, No, seriously, I love Mustache Mountain. Tyler Bate, big solo push. It would be awesome. But right now, the tag team thing's working for me. He is absolutely the truth. (laughs) Drew wants him to play Captain Britain in a Marvel movie. And he wants him to be James Bond after Elba. (laughs) Uh, I like it. But uh, what another fantastic match. Undisputed Era they de- uh, defend the NXT Tag Team Championships in another just fantastic match with Mustache Mountain. Seriously, fantastic stuff. And then uh, after the match, the War Raiders come in and just kill everything. And yeah, how is as Drew says, how is NXT so good at tag teams and WWE main is so awful? <laughs> uh, you're from. You're right. You're right you're right yeah but the, they're a ring apron tyler uh he tyler did his like bounce off the ropes routine on the outside into his huge clothesline i mean tyler Bates is a one hell of a stud he's a prodigy absolutely fantastic that tag match was great velveteen dream uh ec3 15 minutes dream wins and a eh, solid match as david bix tweeted it didn't really feel like takeover quality it felt weird at times but um it was solid enough to me. And Dream's tights are getting all the talk. Vince calling me up. and Whatever. I mean, yeah. He's going to get called up eventually I, I think he probably had it cleared. I don't think that's just something he just dropped on him. That would be aggressive, I feel like. But who knows? Maybe he's that type of guy. But he's awesome. I just didn't... This match was a little off for some reason for me. I don't know. I don't know. It was just a little off. uh seeing reports that EC3 might have suffered con- a concussion. He's been posting on social media, so hopefully he's okay. Definitely see that he's got a shiner. His eyes banged up. Looks like he took one. I uh, hope he's okay, but a solid enough match. A solid enough match. Something just felt weird about it. I don't know. Maybe those guys just didn't gel right. If they get another chance, I bet they bring it down because, I, I don't know, I like that matchup. That matchup's fun. Those are fun personalities. I'm still into the story. I'm still into the personalities. And, uh, you know, thoughts out there for EC3. Hopefully he's all right. And Drew's, Drew's gushing over Dream's pants. He loves it. He loves it. He took no newts because he was busy having his mind blown. <laughs> Call him up, Ben's Best finish shit. And then, uh... Yeah. And then we move on to Ricochet and Cole. Ricochet is your new North American title. All you need to know about this match is the super kick to the back of Adam Cole's head. Look it up, even if you haven't seen the show yet. Cole, um... Ricochet flips off the ropes, springboards off the ropes, and Cole... Super kicks him while he's upside down and in the air, and it's a perfect spot on kick, and it's just a thing of beauty. This was a fun, fun, hard hitting back and forth match. Just a fantastic pay per view quality match that could have main evented any show in the world. Yeah, great work. <laughs> Drew says this card, like a Migos album, just banger after banger. He's right, it was an absolutely fantastic. Moving on to Kyrie Sane and Shannon Beisler, uh, we've got a new NXT Women's Champion, Kyrie Sane finally goes over the hump after the Mae Young Classic winner wins her first d- title in WWE, the NXT Women's Champion, it was a fun, fun match, this might have been the match of the night, and I know that's crazy, all the stuff I'm saying here, but both of them bring it down, they've got a crazy level of chemistry and I loved this match, maybe it wasn't the match of the night because this match was so full, but it's in the discussion, because this was a great match in my opinion, and Drew liked it too and Drew struggled with Shauna Blazler more than I have I am I, I woke up at New Orleans and said, okay, she's here she's got it, yep on board, and uh, I, understand, I get why Drew's been behind on her, and yeah but he's on her now, you know we will eat crow when we see it and we we totally, totally both are I don't love the bully angle the bully angle's been done before, but it, she actually makes it work, and you know the Roddy Piper Bret Hart finish is always I'm a sucker for it I am I love it I know other people challenge its logic but I think it's a smart ending I think it's safe and I just think it works in this situation she's 5'1 Buzzler is six inches taller at 5'7 rolling up the taller person trapping them with their own arms it's smart smart win. she was like legit crying it was just a beautiful setup into the finish huge fan of it And then we go to our main event. Last man standing. Ciampa defends the NXT title against Gargano. No Aleister Black. Tor is growing. He's out. Supposed to be a triple threat. Very disappointing he wasn't here. Still a very hard-hitting, emotional match that had a lot of the same elements as the last one and the first one. Both these guys definitely need to move on to something else. They're both superstars. They both tore the house down. They're so in sync, but they've done everything they can together. Champa defends the title when Johnny goes for a flying knee and hits his knee on a thing. So Champa literally won while handcuffed to a barricade. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match. It was great. But it's time to move on. They got 33 minutes, which is absolutely awesome. And it's the perfect end of that chapter. I mean, I don't think that Johnny needs to go over. Champa is clearly an insane heel right now. And he's at a different level. And... You can come back to this. Like, if Johnny's going to stay in NXT for that longer, him chasing Ciampa isn't the worst thing in the world. I right, I think we do need to step away from him a little bit. We do need to see Dream step in there. Adam Cole deserves a shot. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Drew wanted to point out that Percy's gotten a lot better. I agree with that. Props to that. Johnny's Venoms. Champa not having entrance music is the best. Super into it. Yeah, The Carnage. Incredible. What now for Johnny? All great questions. I mean, I'm not going to crap on that match at all. It was a fantastic match and those guys go together like the chemistry isn't out of this world and it's just, you know, we just had a last man standing match in WWE. This was supposed to be a triple threat. This is these guys' third pay-per-view main event in a row they've been stuck together for two years you know it's it's understandably kind of hard to get as fired up about this one than not i mean i'm not going to take anything away it was a fantastic match it was a smart finish you've definitely left the door open for more if you want to do it one more time and have johnny continue to chase him who knows wouldn't be the worst thing in the world and i think maybe you do the black triple threat just to add that different layer to it so the cards were stacked against them and uh they did the best with what they could, and what they could was two of the best performers in the world, hands down, so I'm not trying to downplay this match at all, I, I, I might have sounded a little too negative, I just want to emphasize that I thought this was a fantastic match, just that it's time for something new, they need a new layer, and I'm also giving them credit because they tried to add a new layer, but it just got injured, so yeah, so give, I'm going to cut them some slack on that, because I mean, going with Ciampa and Gargano in that situation is, you're, the best option in the world and it was the right choice and the finish was right and I they told another great story and they beat the living hell out of each other and they worked their asses off once again probably a little too much for some people but you know they did everything that they could oh uh, that's probably about it you know I'm tired it's twelve sixteen, <laughs> but hey takeover what a show once again what a show really I want to emphasize chomping gargano I'm not being negative at all Gosh, I, I'm just really tired, and we've seen it a couple of times. That's all I was trying to say. They did great. They added new stuff to it. Champa won while handcuffed. Fantastic ending that, yeah, Johnny went for the kill, and he got too aggressive. Smart stuff. Women's match was fantastic. Tag match was fantastic. North American Championship was fantastic. Uh, takeover, fantastic, fantastic. That's all I'm saying right now. That's when you know I'm falling asleep. Summer Slam was solid. Uh, some weird decisions. Some surprising decisions, some questionable squashes, and, um, you know, some great matches. Miz, Brian, AJ, Joe, good stuff, that's good stuff. The Triple Threat Women's Match, Ronda winning, Roman winning the Universal title, teasing the money in the bank that hard, a lot of moments, with great action, you know? You got a couple good stories. You got a couple great matches. You got a couple confusing finishes. You got a couple important title changes. It's so a WWE, I mean, this. it's SummerSlam. It's not the greatest of all time, but that's not hate on this too hard. We're getting to go in a couple new directions, I feel like, here, and that's something to get excited about. So, yep, 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 yep.